Hi, this is Jojo with Words of Love, and today I wanted to briefly discuss dogmatic, judgmental Christians and church folk. I'm bringing this up because of a recent experience I had with a friend. I don't know how much longer we're going to be friends, but we've been friends for over a year. And I just feel like her way of thinking and being is a way I no longer choose to be. Because let me tell you, I, you know, I grew up in the church. I grew up Christian and stuff like that. And there's different ways of viewing the Bible that may help you or hurt you. One way is to be condemning, self-condemning, always feeling inadequate, always feeling like you're not righteous enough, always feeling you know judgmental towards other people who aren't doing what you think they should do always self-condemning always you know oh always feeling guilty that's one way and that's I, I live that life I know what that's like and then there's an empowering way of viewing the Bible of feeling favored and the joy of the grace and love that comes from the Lord of feeling you know blessed feeling empowered through the Holy Spirit feeling you know that God is on your side, feeling that God has your back, confidence in the Lord. That's another way of viewing it. But if you lean towards the self-condemning, condemning other people, the judging, your life is not gonna get very far as, as far as what you want. Cause you can't be in a state of self-condemning and judgment of yourself and others and then have a happy, fulfilling, loving life. It doesn't match. You can't just serve two masters. Either you're gonna love one and hate the other. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians and church people feel like you're serving God by being judging and self-condemning and you know condemning others. And they feel like they're being righteous. They feel like it's a righteous thing. So there's nothing righteous about that because let me tell you, if you look at the life of people who are in that energy, they don't, they're not, they're, it's not, they're not in a place that you want to be. Like you're not aspiring to be where they are because they're not all there. Okay. Like I, I want, I want, I want advice and encouragement and mentorship from a person who is where I want to be. Now, don't get me wrong, there's people on different levels of life that have something to offer. Because this friend I'm speaking of, she definitely helped me at a time that I, I needed help the most. And she definitely encouraged me from where she is. But as she gave me that encouragement and I got that empowerment and I continued to level up in that area, I feel like now the dynamics have shifted to where I feel like she's somewhat draining my energy now and I don't like I appreciate the help that she offered me but at the same time now that I've continued to elevate on that level I feel like she's trying to control me and judge me and trying to get me to that self-condemning guilt attitude that she has about herself like she's trying to project that you know we need to be perfect and we need to be righteous and we have to you know be perfect to be in the kingdom and we have to really work on being you know sin free and righteous and all this stuff and she's projecting that guilt and self-condemnation on me and i'm like well i accept favor and i accept my sins being washed away by the blood of the messiah and 
I appreciate the grace that's bestowed upon me. So why should I feel and live in condemnation? There's a scripture that says there is no condemnation in Jesus. So it's like either you're going to be, you know, forever guilty and forever self-condemning till the day of your death. Or you're going to live with joy, confidence, and faith in being saved and being and having that grace. Like you can't do both. Which one is it? Which energy feels better? Which one gives you light? I can't, I remember being miserable thinking like that. And I used to be just like her. Not only did I judge myself, self-condemn myself, judge other people because I didn't feel they were living righteous like they should be, but I was also miserable. And this is kind of what made me kind of become, you know, I became anti-Bible at one point. I went new age all the way because of it because it seemed like other people who did not care about the bible or anything they seemed more happier than i was and i was tired of being self-condemned and guilty all the time for not being perfect that's just a very low place to be and i felt like as a believer my life should have been better but i didn't have an understanding on how to properly view things there's different there's two sides of a coin there's multiple ways to view something especially the bible you can view the bible as something that empowers you and gives you life and life more abundantly or you can choose the self-condemning you know i'm a sinner i'm guilty and you could just always feel inadequate and that's how i felt at one point in my life when i was younger and that was a horrible feeling because it made it makes you feel insecure so how can you be confident and secure in yourself trust in the lord nobody has your back have a life that's happy and fulfilling for you and, and be in that self-condemning guilt energy like we're not all perfect you know if you sin you repent and you move on from that and you can you know do your best but there's no way you're just going to dwell in guilt and self-condemnation. That's not a happy state to be in. And I don't want to be around anyone that's like that. Because they will project it on you. And that's what I would do to other people. That's why I didn't have a lot of friends. People didn't want to hang around me. I was too judgmental. Telling them what they should do with their life. And they're not this and that and that. You know. If you're, if you're supposed to be an example of a believer of the Lord the love that you and the energy you share with people should be an example of that. it's okay to be frank it's okay to be honest and then, you know call it like it is but there's a there's a way of speaking to people and interacting with people that would make them think and maybe compel them to have their own personal relationship with the Lord but when you're, I don't know, I just feel like there's a way of doing it that, that's not so off-putting, if you know what I mean. Because I, it can be off-putting when people are judgmental and dogmatic and it, it seems like they're hypocrites. On one hand, you look at their life and it's not a life you aspire to have. Of course, the, you know, the narrow road to the kingdom, you know, it's not an easy one. But your mindset is a big part of that because the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is within. So if the kingdom of heaven is within you, if greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, then shouldn't you feel good on the inside? Shouldn't you have some type of inner joy and inner peace that's unbreakable? Shouldn't you have some internal wealth 
about you, some internal love and joy about you, it, it, it should be reflected on the inside, the joy that you have. But if you have a spirit of self-condemnation and guilt, and you're trying to tell me to come to Jesus, and you're and you say you're filled with the Holy Spirit, somebody that's filled with the Holy Spirit, they're gonna be high vibrational, and high vibrational people are generally positive people. They uplift, enrich other people, not condemn, make other people feel bad, and try to lower other people's vibe. You see what I mean? So this friend of mine, she's always said she's filled with the Holy Spirit. And she, she freely tells me that I'm not. She says, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. You're not filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to get the Holy Spirit. I'm like, oh, so you have the Holy Spirit, but you're not very happy in your life. And you have self-condemnation, always feeling guilty. And your life isn't really that awesome. But you think you can tell me I don't have the Holy Spirit. Well, if you compare happiness, I'd say I'm, I'm a bit more happier than she is as far as joy and inner peace and inner joy and happiness. Because I'm not over here self-condemning myself, you know? That's not a good spirit to be in. That's not a good place to be. But I used to be there. I used to be that judgmental person that nobody wanted to be around because they knew I was going to say something, you know? It's not up to you to call out somebody else's sin. If you're going to bring someone, if you're going to minister to someone, you do it with love in your heart. Because it's love. The scriptures even says, above all things, love. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. If you're loving someone as you love yourself, you're going to respect them as you respect yourself. There's nothing respectful of telling someone what they need to do with their life. And telling them that, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. No grown adult want somebody imposing their you know their judgment on them no grown person wants that i had a mom i have grandmas you know i don't need another grown person to tell me what i need and, and not do but i accept you know advice if i if i'm seeking someone's opinion and advice for help okay then i'm willing to receive what they have to tell me but at one point, where do you draw the line of, you know, self-respect? So what I'm saying is that being judgmental and judgy towards other people, you know, condemning others, it's just not a healthy way to conduct yourself as a believer. Sure, we're supposed to have discernment. And yes, we're supposed to, you know, call it out like it is. Like if somebody is, you know, being a pedophile and doing stuff, you know, that you know is morally wrong, you speak on those things, you call it out. There's no need to sugarcoat stuff like that. But what I'm saying is like, let's say as a grown woman, I decide to have sex with a man that's not my husband. Well, I don't need somebody coming to me telling me, well, you're in adultery and you're in sin and you're doing this and you're doing that. I don't really need anyone to tell me that but you know if somebody wanted to minister to me and help me some kind of way they could do it in a loving manner but the, what they don't need to do is you know condescend towards me you know what I mean there's a way to minister to someone without being condescending to them and making them feel like you know, I'm sure if somebody's going through something, I'm sure they already feel bad. They didn't need you to make them feel worse. 
there's a way to uplift people. If you watch like R.C. Blake's, Bishop R.C. Blake's, and Tony Gaskins, these are men of God that uplift women, okay? Do you see how they talk to women in their videos? They're speaking the truth. They're not sugarcoating anything, but they're doing it in such a loving way. That's the way you do it. R.C. Blake's, Tony Gaskins, that's the way you minister to people. They do it with love in their hearts. They're not condemning you. They're not trying to make you feel bad about your past choices. They're uplifting you to make better decisions now. You know, that's the proper way to minister to someone. That's how you empower and uplift someone. But when you're kicking them while they're down with guilt and condemnation, that doesn't help anybody. But for some self-righteous people, church folk, Christian folk, they think they're doing something helpful by doing that. I used to watch some of the, you know, Hebrew Israelite stuff, but I don't consider myself part of that group. I'm more of a Bible believer who practices hoodoo and uses the power of, you know, elements, herbs, and stuff like that for power. I definitely believe in a lot of the Hebrew Israelite stuff. I believe the Bible is uh, a book of the black people. It's the book of my ancestors is what I believe. But I, I don't, I used to watch like the Hebrew Israelite doctrines, you know, the men would be standing outside yelling with their Bible. And I had to stop watching that because a lot of those men were calling women out of their name, disrespecting women. They were feeling entitled to multiple wives that they can't even afford. And they were basically diminishing women to servants. Obedient sex slaves and servants uh, is what they were reducing women for. And unfortunately, when I was watching that, it was starting to influence me. And I was like, Lord, is this true? Am I, is, is this my reason for existence? is to serve a man and be a, be, be a, a, a maid and a sex servant to a man? Is that my reason for existing? And I'm supposed to dress like a grandma and wear dresses all the way to my ankles and always wear head wraps all the time and just, you know, no makeup. And I'm just, I'm just supposed to, you know, live like that. And you know, that sounded miserable to me because I'm a fashionista. I like to look fabulous. I know how to be conservative. I know how to not show all my body parts and stuff but I also like to dress nice so they were saying you know you can't wear this you can't wear that you gotta wrap your hair up at all times you can't wear makeup you can't do this and that and I'm like uh wow that don't sound very fun especially as a woman I'm not supposed to be wearing jewelry nails these are my natural nails my natural nails are long i take care of them i like to do them i like them to look nice and the, you know they were saying you know shouldn't be doing any of that like wow well so my i'm just supposed to serve them oh and they were basically saying that women with children you know they shouldn't have a right to be picky like they should take whatever they can get even if that means sharing a husband this is the kind of doctrine that the Hebrew Israelite men, a lot of them were teaching. And so I had to distance myself from that nonsense because, uh, no. This is what they were doing. They were basically pimping women. So the men with the multiple wives, each wife had a job and come home and bring the man the check while he's sitting up living like a king and, and all the women 
having jobs and bringing the man the check. That's what some of them were doing. I'm like, wow, that, that, that's, that's what you call a pimp right there. Anyway, so, you know, all these religion can really diminish your being, your essence as a person. It can reduce you to feeling like you're just not good enough and that you have to constantly try to be perfect or something. And if you're in that state, it produces a sense of insecurity. Who wants to feel insecure? Who wants to feel like they're inadequate? That's not a way of, how, how do you reach success in life, a place of happiness and peace? If you're constantly feeling inadequate, if you're constantly feeling guilty, if you're constantly feeling condemned, either you accept what the Messiah did on the cross for you as payment for your sins and you accept that grace and love and feel grateful for it or you continuously try to be perfect, which you will never be. Which one seems like a more happier path to take? Well, you know, that way of self-condemning and guilt I don't know where that leads, but I know there's different levels of heaven, but I'd say that would be on the lower part of heaven because your, your, your inner world is corrupt if you can't find any happiness within yourself, if you can't be at peace, if you don't have any joy. And for someone to constantly tell other people they don't have the Holy Spirit and say that they have the Holy Spirit, but you're looking at their life, you're looking at their energy, and it's not reflective of that. That's a liar. There's a scripture says, let, let every man be a liar and the Lord be true, you know? So how about we just not let other people be that much influence over our inner happiness? Unless they're uplifting us some kind of way, we should only accept that. We should only listen and accept what empowers us and uplift us. Because if you're listening to other things that diminishes you in any way, if you listen to people, friends, family members or YouTube or other people that say stuff that diminish you in any kind of way, you have to stop. You have to get out of that. Because if you don't, it's just gonna lower your energy, lower your vibe, and you're gonna be stuck where they are. Misery loves company. And when people are in lower vibe, they wanna bring people there too. But you need to only accept what empowers you and uplifts you because if you don't, you'll probably be where I used to be. And that same self-condemning guilt energy, just unhappy. And when you're unhappy, you want other people to join you in your unhappiness. Then you'll talk to other people about unhappy stuff. And then you have a good friend that you can complain about. And then they both go back and forth complaining about certain stuff. Why not, why not have a different experience? Why not have high-level conversations of empowering conversations that where you exchange positive information that inspire both of you? You know, that's a good, better friendship to have than, than the lower vibe one. It's okay to have someone to lean on and talk to your problems about, but be solution oriented to, to resolve the issue and have something better come about it instead of just complaining and just dwelling in that lower vibe. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be around a judgmental religious person. I know I don't. Cause let's say I meet the love of my life and I already know we're gonna be married and stuff and I decide to have sexual relations. I don't need nobody telling me, oh, you're in sin, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, well, Adam and Eve didn't need a marriage certificate, okay? Adam and Eve didn't need marriage certificates. Back in the day, they didn't need marriage certificates. 
to be married. In fact, it is a covenant when you have sex with someone. That's why they call it soul ties because when you have sex with them, essentially they're, you know, in the spiritual realm, they're your husband. They are your spouse or whatever. Now, in this modern concept, yeah, the, the legal marriage is the legal marriage. You're not married unless you have that legal paper. But really, you're, you're married when you're having sex with someone. That, that, that's your husband. That's, your, that's a covenant you make when you have sex with someone. So, essentially, it is your spouse. But legally, probably not. So, whoever I marry, you know, that's that. But what I'm saying is, no grown person wants another grown person judging them and condemning them and being in that energy. And so, we just have to be careful of your surroundings, who you hang around, who you listen to. Because other people want to project who they are onto you and want you to join them. And if it's not a place you want to be, then don't join them. If they're not in a high vibe, if they're not living a life you want to live, don't join them. Because what they're going to do is drag you down and keep you on their level. Because that's what people do. People, misery loves company. That includes family, friends, it doesn't matter who it is. Don't even watch stuff on YouTube that disempowers you and make you feel less than. You got to get away from that because it influences you. It influenced me. I started to second guess myself and my worth as a woman watching these Hebrew Israelites speak horribly about single mothers. Oh, yeah, they spoke horribly about single mothers. And they felt it doesn't matter how many women they have sex with. They're men. They're entitled to multiple wives. And they always use David and King Solomon as examples of that. But they forget about the sin part of King David and King Solomon. And how having those multiple wives destroyed them and how horrible it was. And they used Jacob. You know, Leah and Rachel, whatever. Okay, they, but they failed to mention the issues that Leah and her sister had in the competition and, and all the issues that arose from having multiple spouses. That's not a life you want to engage in. I, I you know, I, I'm too good to be sharing a man. That's not a life for me. But in this Hebrew Israelite stuff, a lot of women have been hoodwinked into participating in, in polygyny and, and allowing themselves to share a man out of desperation. That's desperate. If you gotta share a man, that's a desperate move. I'm sorry. And you know, they say, oh, there's more men. I mean, there's more women to men ratio. So women, you know, no, who says who? I have three boys. I gave birth to three boys. A lot of women are giving birth to lots of boys. So that means we're producing future men. Okay, so what shortage? I produce three. My friend produced three boys. My aunt have a couple boys. I have other friends I know that got boys. So we're producing a lot of boys as women. So what shortage of men? When you give birth to a boy, that boy is gonna be a man in the future. So I feel like the playing field is, is pretty darn even. Mass incarceration have a lot of black men in there, but still, I think there's a man for every woman. There's no need to be sharing. So that logic, they're just trying to make women more desperate and needy from that perspective of them being, uh, you know, less men available to women. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I can't subscribe to that logic. But anyway, my point is choose to take in information, advice from people that uplift. And anything that diminishes you in any way, you, you, you got to dust that off.
because in order for you to be your best self, you need the information that's going to help you be your best self. You don't need to be around people or listen to people that's making you feel bad. You can do bad by yourself. If you want to feel bad and be insecure, that's pretty darn easy to do. No one needs to help you be that way. But if you want to elevate, you, you have to... You have to take in information that elevates you and uplifts you because if not, you're going to be influenced by these low vibe people who want to get you on their low vibe level, you know? So that's all for now. But yeah, that this is why a lot of people are turning away from Christianity because of the hypocrite. It's the hypocrites, the Pharisees, Sadducees that think they're so self-righteous and perfect, but you look at their life, it's like, I don't want your life. You say you got the Holy Spirit, but I don't feel like the Holy Spirit to me. Okay? So be 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 careful on these self-righteous folks because you know they can be helpful sometimes, you know. Like like I said, my friend, she helped me greatly when I needed it the most. But I've been consistently elevating from that. And it's like now I feel like she's trying to, you know bring me back down or whatever it's not going up and up and up and up it's like well you need to do this you're not doing this right you're not doing that right you need to do this. i'm like okay no 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 you're not going to take me there you could stay there in that energy you could feel guilty you could feel like you need to be perfect because you're imperfect and you're not righteous enough and you need to strive for, to be sin free that's the life you want to live fine but i accept salvation and i accept joy and love and the kingdom within me and that's the kind of love and you know energy i want to embrace i don't want to be in that dark negative space of, of self-condemnation that's not that's not where i choose to be so just be aware i'm not saying you know if you're a christian have your faith keep your faith but don't be so close-minded okay because like my friend for example you know, she told me not to read any other information. Like, not to worry about the missing books from the Bible. Like, what? Why would you want to be so narrow? Why would you want to keep yourself in a box? Because some people feel like if you read the wrong information outside the Bible, it could be demonic. Like, everything is demonic. Like, no, no, no. Okay? The truth shall make you free. God said his people suffer for their lack of knowledge. Some people don't want more knowledge. And there's no shortage of knowledge these days. So there's no excuse for being ignorant about anything. Unless you purposely choose to limit your mindset to one book. And, you know, to say that it has all the answers. The Bible is a mystery book. It's a book of magic. It's a lot of things. But sometimes you need to look elsewhere to get other information because it doesn't cover every single thing but that's all for now i don't want to keep this video too long if you'd like to get in touch please visit my website at words of love that life i thank you for listening have a blessed day